The destruction of the Death Star was a major victory for the Rebellion. But our battle isn't over yet. Darth Vader and the evil forces of the Emperor keep a stranglehold over the galaxy, but the Rebel Alliance must and will succeed in forever ridding the galaxy of their scourge. Even now, in our secret underground base on the ice planet Hoth, new strategies are being planned. See for yourself, in The Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back comes to a theater near you on May the 21st, 1980. Call next month for new message. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 78 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Daraj Shahi, and my crazy co-pilots for this evening's Canto Bite adventure, mm. the young, the restless Carlos Buarguayo, the man that evidently is bleeding at this moment, <laughs> call him the hole, call him Action Jackson, call him Extraction Jackson, call him Crunch Crunch, less is bleeding. Gonzalez. <laughs> yes. The man we call the hair. Eric. Smooth opinion. Strathers. Smooth up in ya. Whoa. <laughs> I like it. This is a KY commercial. Oh, we already went to the KY card. It's like 30 seconds in. Oh. Hey, oh. hey. Gotta go balls to the wall. That, my band's working on the song. My, my band's working on the song again. That's why it's in my head. Okay. Tonight we have a special episode. We are bringing back one of our favorite co-hosts, plural, from the Canto Bite Dispatch podcast. A phenomenal podcast, Star Wars podcast, with two phenomenal people. I consider them my friends, Emily Lind and downtown Brittany Brown. Hello. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic. I am doing better now since you guys are on. Very excited. I apologize Aww. for my dog uh, freaking out and running around like crazy. <laughs> and no, it's all good. That. I love it. She's like stuck to me like glue right now because her mom, Coco, is out doing rehab so she is freaking out so i apologize apologize to the listeners if you hear little tippy toes <laughs> in the ground <laughs> all right guys hey hi, les how you doing you were bleeding a second ago yep it's clotted up now so we're good <laughs> uh the clot that's his new name <laughs> the clot yeah <laughs> boo you doing good i'm i'm better than less i don't need to uh clot up any wounds so yeah i, I guess i'm doing good yeah. and eric you just told us a beautiful little story we're not going to reveal it but <laughs> how are you doing Fantastic and great. And I said little on purpose, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I catch, I catch you drift there, man. Uh, yeah. 
Girls, what is up and what is going on with the Canto Byte Dispatch? What is new? Give us the lowdown. Give our listeners the lowdown. Um, let's see. We just passed 25 episodes, nice. which was really exciting. Very good. And we also, I just put up an episode, a bonus episode that I recorded with my dad. I that people that have one. seemed to really enjoy. It's fantastic. The dad pod <laughs> was you. awesome. <laughs> I I just sent him. I I screen capped a bunch of the like positive comments that I've been getting on Twitter and stuff, and I emailed it to him. And it was just sort of like, what's wrong with people? <laughs> like they seem they seem really nice, but why are they listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> why would they be listening to me? Yeah, we, we think that every day. By the way, yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> Your dad's not the only one. Why are people listening to us? <laughs> what is going on? Well, that's really cool. That's great. If people, I've said this before when they were on. If you haven't listened to their podcast, definitely do so. If you're a fan of Star Wars, or even if you're a fan of just great podcasts, because that's what Cancel Bite is. It's a great podcast. Tune in. Okay, they do talk Star Wars, but they talk all kinds of other stuff too. Tune in. They are great. And you're going to get a little taste of Canto Byte Dispatch tonight because we're going to talk all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and you might just have a subject just fly in from left field. Oh, shit. Kind of like your kid seeing you pee and saying that you have a really small penis. Perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> See, I shouldn't even brought it up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was your story. That was my bad, Eric. I apologize. I meant you really do not. It's the, your your <laughs> apologies are empty and lies. <laughs> that, that could have just been a, a general story that applied to a lot of people. Right. You didn't have to identify it as your story, Eric. Look, yeah. Eric, if I said small penis, people would have obviously thought it was less. Oh, so, so <laughs> just kidding, Les. I'm black and Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> But way more. Well, I mean, we're all on Skype right now, so you want to prove it. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) This is. Did you just throw this? This is went there already. What are we like? A minute 30 in. A minute 30 in. And this podcast is getting crazy. (laughs) So let me give the shenanigans real quick. You can find us on Instagram, The Sithless. You can find us on Facebook at symbol The Sithless Podcast. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us at the Sith List. You can email us, the Sith List at gmail.com. You can give us a phone call and leave us a voice message, 707-65-GEEK1. We are also a part of an amazing podcast network, some amazing talent, and that is the MSW, Make a Star Wars Podcast Network, that includes podcasts like Now This Is Podcasting, Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. Check them out if you haven't heard them yet. Definitely do so. All right. Let's talk a little little pop culture. Let's, let's talk, talk a big little... pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is, this is going to be a good show. This is going to be fun. All right, guys. Let's, we're going to talk a little box office. We're going to talk a little Star Wars. We're going to get into DC Marvel geekdom. And we're going to get into some Stephen King geekdom. Oh. And I know Emily is a big Stephen King fan. Yes? Yes. And I read something and I was very surprised because I didn't hear... Well, we'll talk about it later. I'm getting excited. Box office. What is happening in the world of box office? It looks like Jumanji got kicked off the top spot. Maze Runner 3 comes in with $24.1 million. Jumanji made $16 million. It came in number two. And Hostiles, $10.1 million. And that's the one... Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Civil War, I think. No, no, no. No. Planes. 
Planes. The Planes Wars. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the Native. Great people. reviews. Yeah, I, I just, uh, one of my coworkers saw it. She said oh. it was very good. Really? Very good. Okay, yeah. great. Any of you guys seen any of these? Uh, Brittany and Emily? Nope. Nope. Surprisingly, I've seen all of them. You're a liar I'm just and a fraud. Yeah, yeah, right. You're a liar and a fraud. <laughs> no way you've seen them. I've seen Jumanji. I saw that in Thailand, and it was, you know, it was entertaining. I haven't seen Maze Runner, and I haven't seen Hostiles, but I did see The Shape of Water. Oh. And I thought it was a very well done, beautiful film. Out of the three nominated films that I've seen, this one might be closest to Best Picture, even though I love Three Billboards. And Emily, you've seen a couple of the nominated films, haven't you? I've seen Three Billboards. I've seen Phantom Thread. Is Get Out? Did Get Out get a Best Picture nom? I'm sorry. I saw yes, Get Out as did. well. Yes, it did. Yeah. As well. Yes, it did. I think that's all I've seen so far. And out of the ones you've seen, which one do you think would be your pick for winner Best Picture? Like, what do I think is going to win or what would I want to win? Because what I want to, I, I want question. Phantom Thread to win, but it's not going to. Okay. And Phantom Thread is the, it's not the Wes Anderson, it's, it's Paul Anderson. Paul, Paul, Tom, Paul, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson. Anderson. Yes. And I heard that was very good too. And I heard he is unbelievable in it. Not Paul Thomas Anderson, but <laughs> Daniel day Daniel, Daniel As always, yeah. Supposedly his last movie. Allegedly. Now, Brittany, have you seen any of these best picture films? No, unfortunately. I'm at this like weird place right now where it's like, I want to go to the movies, but Star Wars is still in Mm -hmm. theaters. And I almost feel guilty like in not seeing Star Wars since it's still in the theaters because it's something that it's not going to be in the theater soon or it's slowly going out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I feel the same. When I walk into a movie theater, I still want to go to where Star Wars is being played. But Lorena will not let me do that. She says no. Yeah, she just says no. That's enough. That's enough. Four times is enough for you. Star Wars actually ended up in number seven, and it's at right now worldwide one point three billion. Jesus! So still doing well. Let's talk a little Star Wars. You ready, Always. Struthers? You ready? Hell yeah. I'm ready, man. Let's do some Star Wars talk. It seems that Last Jedi. Is the top-rated science fiction film of 2017 this mm. year. Yeah, it beat out franchises like Planet of the Apes, and then it also beat out Blade Runner. Wow. 2049. And critically, that says a lot. Yeah, some pretty good company. Yeah. The film also maintains a 91% ratings on Rotten Tomato, making it the third highest-reviewed movie in the entire franchise. Can you name the other two? Ooh. I'll go to Struthers first. I'll go to Boo first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just doing all this math in my head. Move I mean, on one of them, ha- one of them has to be Empire, right? right. Yes. Yeah, I thought yeah. others would yeah. at least say that yeah, one. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was the know, easy one. Stuck yeah. on that. Yes, Empire is definitely one of them. It is number. Okay. One. Empire is That's... number one. Can you name number two? It's it's got to be either The Force Awakens or uh, Revenge of the uh, of the Sith. Oh, you're going with the Sith card, yeah. huh? Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. <laughs> Phantom Menace. Okay. Phantom Menace. What? All right, no. way to be out there. Yeah. <laughs> It is actually, Boo's right, it is actually The Force Awakens. Oh, okay. Force Awakens is the number two highest rated film, critically acclaimed. All right. Also, Ryan Johnson sat down with Slash Films, and Ryan Johnson had a lot to say. Did you see any of this, Eric? I did, yeah. You want to dive into this? Sure, man. You know, Ryan Johnson, he was talking about 
like his reaction to the negative reaction of the last Jedi. And the part, the part that you can like really feel for him is all he's catching all these things and he has no point of reference for it. And that's the, what he kept coming back to is no point of reference. So he doesn't know if this is 1% of the movie goers or 99% of the movie goers. And he had this moment where he's basically, it was by himself. He referred to it as a dark moment for the soul or something like that. I I actually, I have his quote on one of these things. He says, the crazy thing is I had no perspective on these tweets I had no perspective in terms of how big a group of people this was, even what they were upset about specifically. Over the next few weeks, I was able to contextualize it and feel much better about it. But at the time, I thought, oh, my God, does everybody hate this? Did I totally mess up? Was I wrong? And I had a very dark hour of the soul because I had no context for this. When, five, when even 5% of people are saying you ruined Star Wars, I hope you die, that's what you're going to listen to. That poor guy, man. Damn. Yeah, dude. That's that is harsh, man. Yeah. That is super harsh. I remember the first album I ever recorded, the very first review of it was that they should play this as uh the hold music for sleep clinic, and then they would just (laughs) cure everybody the second they called in. Oh my god. And it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter any I I was like kudos on the good joke, but (laughs) it didn't matter anything that came in after that. I was But Eric, after I listened to it two or three times, I changed my mind. It was was a lot better. It was a lot better. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I can imagine, man, that had to suck. You know? It, there, there was such a buzz about him too, leading up to it. Man, they've already given him this other trilogy before we've even seen this first movie. Ta-da! And then, and then to think, oh God, I've ruined Star Wars. I have. I've ruined it, just like they said. That's insane. And of course, you're going to go towards the negative reviews. I mean, you, the person making it is not going to listen to all the great things that are obviously. Tons of people loved it. In my opinion, right. it seems like I have only talked to maybe one person that hasn't liked the film out of all the people I've talked to. I haven't, I haven't found one. And you yet. haven't found one yet, Mm-mm. but they're out there. Oh, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know you have. Brittany and Emily, what do you guys feel about this? Do you think that this is over-exaggerated, the amount of people that dislike this film, or do you think that it's pretty much like a 50-50 polarizing thing? I, I don't think it's as polarizing as the internet makes it seem. I would say, I mean, okay, yes, there are people who who dislike this movie as a movie and so i want to i want to set that aside because i'm not talking about them but the 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 type of people who hate this movie for um less than honest reasons i would say are the type of people who are so loud and so persistent in their vitriol that it makes it seem like there's more of them than there really are yeah totally true what do you think, Brittany? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people I've talked to in person, it's been like 75-25%. I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to like really enjoyed this movie, but there are like the small percentage of people who are like, this is stupid. Or I was talking to a friend and she was talking about like the Disney agenda and like how like they're not passionate about these movies anymore. And I'm like, no. And then she was talking about like how like the porgs are terrible and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But I don't know. I feel like it's a lot online too. It's it's a lot of people trolling and being like, "This movie's awful." Like people creating Twitter accounts, like saying that the Last Jedi is the worst Star Wars movie ever. And it's just it's it's annoying. But I mean, yeah. If I have to see another YouTube 
I don't, I don't click on the videos, but just like little thumbnail of why this movie sucked or mm-hmm. I hate Star Wars because of this little thumbnail. I'm going to kill myself. This is like, <laughs> like a million of them, mm-hmm. like all these jabronis that they probably have. They're just out there to get clicks. Yes. It, it, it is really, really frustrating. I and mean, if you're going to have a good take, kind of like Kyle Newman did at Steele's event. Yeah, he had a really good take. Yeah, He had some really good takes. But like he said, Brittany, I know Brittany was there. He said, if you don't, you can love the movie and still have faults with the movie. And that's completely fine. But if you're going to say that this is going to ruin Star Wars for life or make petitions out of it, that's just going way too far. So, yeah. And the pork thing, by the way, nice segue there. Because as our listeners know, Carlos Boo Arguello hates porks. Yeah. He's hated porks since the day they were out. Yep. Are you surprised by the reaction the porks have had so far? I mean, I love them, but everyone is like so crazy about them. I sort of feel like they're stealing all the thunder and we work really, really hard. Quite frankly, their porks take up too much screen time and uh, they deserve to be served up as food only. Not, not, not umdenado over in my mind. Sounds like a very Snoke thing to say. <laughs> yeah. And the royals... I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> And downtown Brittany Brown loves porgs. So there's like a clash of the titans here. Okay? <laughs> and this clash of the titans actually came together for Steel's event. On Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. yeah. The thriller in Manila. Yes. Yeah. And if you follow my Twitter, huh. you would know that by the end of the night, somebody had a porg sticker on. Uh. And, he, and somebody <laughs> else was holding porgs in his hand. And there was porgs all around him. So, Brittany, thank you for changing this guy's mind. It was an ambush. I mean, time. No, it was. It was, it was forced full, upon me. It was full. Like, Boo was telling me, he's like, Brittany, I really love pork. No, I'm kidding. But no, like, <laughs> I've heard him say before that he thought the porgs are cute. And when I put the porgs next to him at the event, he didn't seem annoyed. So I'm like, okay, he's really enjoying. No, but. I agree. I, I genuinely think Boo really likes porgs. I think it's, it's just hard like a for him front to for admit. Him. Yeah, just yeah. a front. It's a front. Like he wants to be tough. I don't like little fuzzy things, you know. <laughs> but yeah, he was all about it. He was all about it. All so about good it, for you, huh? Brittany Brown. Thank good. you. All right, guys. What do you think about this? I saw an about article. Porgs? Oh, not about porgs. Uh, <laughs> but wish? I saw. Yeah, yeah. I saw an article with Gwendolyn Christie speaking to the Times. Did you guys read this? No. How she is. Kind of a little upset about what's going on, and she's a little distraught because she doesn't want her character to die. <laughs> and she doesn't know. They left it up in the air. Yeah. This is what she had to say. In truth, I don't know. And that scares and upsets me because I really want to see this character explored. I'm actually very invested in the character now. And that's genuine. That's not just the chat. It has opened up a chain of stories and events in my mind about who Phasma is. Bless. What do you think? Do you think we've seen the last of Phasma? I know this is a tough way to come back. Like, how are you going to come back from where she went? Mm-hmm. But I have a theory. I keep going back to the, maybe this can help. I mean, I guess I keep going back to the, the uh, Boba Fett falling into the Sarlacc pit. And apparently he got spat out. So her falling into well, the ball it, of flames, yeah. maybe she can survive. From what I understand, that for this, her, her armor was made to Okay, so heat, what I'm right? saying is her armor is made out of uh, Padme's old ship. Am I correct? That would be Star Naboo. Wars. Uh, experts, yeah, Naboo, yeah, it's yeah. Nubian, Nubian, yeah, Nubian, thank you. Nubian, and that Nubian ship, you mean black, like like Nubian, not like Nubian, black, <laughs> no, no, okay, oh Nubian. That material can withstand immense heat. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Still, a hell of a fall, though. Like, like she disappears. African people. 
Not no, Nubian African. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> man! I get it. Black Lightning, Black Panther theme. I know. Black it. Panther yeah, is yeah, out. Yeah. Are you excited? I get it. Good for you. Bless your heart. <laughs> this is how I'm going to be when well, Aladdin's out. You know that, right? I'm all for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just I'll be around here. I'll be here to support you. But no, I I think she's going to find a way. I mean, there was no body, mm-hmm. so she has the technology <laughs> to survive. Hopefully, so yeah. Have a charred eyeball, though. Well. Fine. It's even better. And that'd be like a pretty cool scar. Mm-hmm. Like a pirate scar? Well, maybe. Or just a scar in general. What do you, Eric, what do you think? Well, it, it, they made a point of showing that her armor actually protects her. It deflected a laser blast. They, when you watch movies, man, you start to learn. You guys have seen billions of them. You should know. They always foreshadow <laughs> things. Yeah. And, I mean, it's all the time. And th- that was there for a reason. It wasn't random happenstance. And they're setting it up for you that she could totally live through this. Her armor protects her from things. And when you, if you, Brittany, how many times have you seen the movie since you're on an other movie embargo because of it? Uh, six times. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. When she is this falling guy. through those flames, you can't make out whether it's not open space behind there. She's fallen onto something. And so th- it's totally feasible that she could live. I agree. I agree. As Emily, have you read the book? Yes. Is there anything in the book that has to do with her armor, how strong her armor is, or people shooting things off her armor? Well, I mean, mostly we get the armor at the end. Um, I mean, they definitely make a point of how it's built from this ship. They don't get into just how strong it is, like, too much. Okay, but they do, re- they, they do reference it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. All right. What do you think, Boo? You think she's alive? I want her to be alive because I want her to have more of just then. So do I. Then, you know, little moments because we've seen her as a badass character. She's somebody that they put a lot of importance towards, but we've seen very little of her. So I'm kind of just fiending for more. So if she's dead, that really does suck. But yeah, I, I think she has survived. I think she has survived. And I think it'd be cool to see how she exists in the well it's still the same new order but uh or first order but maybe they'll be a little bit more aggressive which it's is the ren, prob- it's the ren order exactly which i i think will be more to her liking so i i, I would love the to bad see order her. yeah <laughs> yeah the bad order yes so uh good one there. so yeah so i I'd, i really want her to be alive absolutely and, and i think she is yeah and she deserves better version of her character yes in my opinion she's yes. becoming the boba fett of this franchise mm-hmm. kind of She's had a little bit better amount of dialogue than he did. It's just they're wasting a great talent. She's yes. amazing. She is amazing. Well, that's the thing is, is I want her to come back if they are actually going to do something with her. And the stuff you could do there, I think it'd be interesting because, I mean, I feel like we're definitely going to get Hawks versus Kylo in, in this next movie. And I think because of Hawks' reliance on her, and we actually, that's definitely something that's explored in the book. I think that would be the way to take her character, to give her something to do besides getting beaten by Finn for a third time. I agree 100%. We were rumored to be getting, when Jason was on, he kind of little hint the rumor for the trailer for Solo would be coming out during the Super Bowl. We were all days away from the Super Bowl, and we do not have any news of a trailer coming out. And I would think that you'd want to get the hype tray rolling right before you release it. Mm-hmm. So to me, it doesn't seem like we're going to get a solo trailer 
for the Super Bowl. Yeah, plus uh, the companies who buy TV spots, uh, let's say Domino's or uh, GoDaddy or whatever, they they have that list prior to the Super Bowl. So a lot of people will see, the, you know, Fox will buy a spot and they'll guess which movie they're going to put right. out. Universal will buy a spot and they'll guess what movie it puts out. That list hasn't been put out yet. So that's usually a telltale sign of what's, you know, what's the that movie company's new, uh, newest and biggest movie that they're going to put out. That yeah. list hasn't been put out yet. So once we get that one, we'll be able to know more. But but we're, like, we're three days away. I know. That's, that's, that's what I was saying. I was like, well, we're kind of getting cut into the nitty gritty here. Yeah, and you read something. Boo read something that it was going to be maybe the Winter Olympics. Yes, because now. yeah, because they haven't said anything for the Super Bowl. People are moving to the next big date, which would be the Winter Olympics, which I think is a really bad idea. Do you think they'd have the balls to put it out without prepping it up? Like just bam, this is the new solo. Holy crap, solo's on. I think so. You think they could yeah. do that? Oh yeah. What do you think? No teaser to the trailer. Well, yeah, you know how there's a teaser to the trailer now. Yes. Yeah, like you're saying. Or give some information out, hey, watch the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. we're going to have something. Just to get people that wouldn't watch the Super Bowl, which is probably like 25% of the fans of Star Wars. You know I'm just saying, right? Pe- right. People don't uh, watch yeah. the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, like a bunch of people watch Monday Night Football. They did it on purpose just to watch the trailer for Last Jedi. Huh. You still think they might have the balls to do that? Just drop it? Mm-hmm. You do. Well, I hope well, so. Well, the thing is, they don't. they don't need to sell the super bowl to star wars fans they need to sell han solo to everyone who's not a hardcore star wars fan here's the crazy thing in china the movie is not going to be called han solo a star wars story it's going to be called ranger solo (laughs) ranger solo yeah the film apparently won't go by that title in fact it's a star wars story is reportedly being rebranded as Ranger Solo in China, following the mediocre performance of Star Wars Last Jedi in the Asian market. Chinese film market analyst Kevin Feng took into social media and revealed a poster that said, the official Chinese title is Ranger Solo. They're not even going to put Star Wars anywhere near it. And I I thought I would never come to the day where I thought they would take a Star Wars off the title to make more money. Yeah. Is there a an importance to Ranger, or is it just a different name? Well, here's the thing. When talking to Jason, he said this is going to be like the Frontier Han Solo, the Frontier Star Wars. Huh. So maybe this is a, a nod to that. Ranger hmm. Solo. He's a Power Ranger. Oh, he's not a fucking Power Ranger. Go, go, Ranger How Solo. do you know he's not a Power Ranger? Have yeah. you seen the movie? Maybe he is a Power Ranger. Emily, you, never Emily, you a Power Ranger fan? You're coming up strong here with the Power Ranger. Please. Uh, no, I don't give a shit about the Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, what a tease. And Emily just wanted to fuck with me there. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm going to start doing dad jokes, Emily. Uh, I'm going to start doing... I think I should do a joke. Yes. I think we should just do, I do a cheesy and you joke. Should definitely, you should definitely do it by prefacing it, because that always makes jokes better. I was just about to say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already entertained. Let's go. Right. The only the only thing that you makes a joke better than that there, is man. having just... to explain it afterwards. Yeah, tell people you're about to do a joke, dude. <laughs> I see how this is. We're all teaming up against me now. Okay, that's what a dad would actually do. Okay, I'm hey not, guys, I got a joke for you. I'm only a dad to my my little dogs. But hey guys, my dad does that. <laughs> Your dad does do that. Yeah, yeah my father-in-law. He's, like, does he's that. like, I cut out this this joke from the paper. Check it out. I'm like, yeah, oh. he saved it. I'm like. <laughs> 
<laughs> he cuts it out and puts it like on the cabinet, yeah. saving it so he remembers. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, he's like, he'll, he'll say, "I got a joke for you." He'll get up, go to the cabinet, <laughs> pull it out, unfold it, and read yes. it. Yes, oh, like, epic. He's like, "It's pretty cheesy." I'm like, "Oh fuck, oh, this yeah. is gonna hurt." Oh, I love it. Yeah. Have you heard about the one with the pirate walking into a bar? Oh. And don't worry, this is not an R joke. Have you guys heard this one? Probably, but let's go. How dare you? <laughs> a pirate walks into a bar with a steering wheel stuck to his crotch. Oh, God. Oh, I haven't heard this. You haven't heard this one. Okay, really? so he walks uh-huh. in with a steering wheel stuck to his crotch. He goes up to the bartender and goes, Arr, bartender, get me a Captain Morgan and Coke. And the bartender goes, absolutely, I will get you a Captain Morgan and Coke, but you know that you have a steering wheel stuck to your crotch. And he goes, Arr, of course I do. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> Emily, I heard you laugh. Did you? Oh, was, that, was that Brittany? That was Damn all Brittany. That was, that, Brittany. Brittany. that was all Brittany, Shit. yeah. Well, see, at least I don't have to explain the joke. Uh, Get it? Uh, Get it, guys? Should have less. Unless you're bleeding. Too bad. Too bad Raj is the one who puts the sound effects and stuff like that, because that would be a crickets moment. No, no, no. I'm going to put just a laugh track. Yeah, uh, yeah he's going to put a laugh, laugh track, track and everything. It's going to be like for five minutes. Yeah. I'm going to put like a girl dying of laughter and yeah. say, Emily, calm down. Yeah, calm exactly. down. Yeah. Sadly, <laughs> he's, in, he's the one in control of right. post-edit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Damn it. Emily, I'm going to see you in like two weeks, so get ready for these dad jokes. Oh. I'm going to have like a thousand, oh my God. especially when I'm a little hammered. I'm going to, that's all I do. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah, that's all I do. <laughs> So get ready. Me and Johnny Grosso in the same place oh, doing fuck. cheapy dad oh, jokes. God. Oh, God. It's going to be bad news. Oh, fuck. It's going to be bad news. I feel bad for everybody. <laughs> okay. I want to ask the girls something, though, that I've asked you before. And the guys here I'll go with Brittany first. When we finally get the solo trailer, what is the one thing that you want to see? Of course, we're going to see Han and, and Lando and all the characters. But is there a specific scene that you want to see? Wait, in the trailer? In the or trailer. Or just like in the whole yeah. movie? Okay, so look. So w- during The Force Awakens, Chewie, I'm Home was amazing, oh, right? And what was the scene in The Last Jedi that got us all crazy? Was there one? The, um, the Jedi Ray, Must End? Ray, uh, Ray getting the lightsaber. Or no, no, that was in the second trailer, huh? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, the first one was, yeah, The Jedi Must End. Yeah. Is there something that you want to see in the solo one? You want to see the Kessel Run? Do you want to see... Them playing sabak and betting on the, I don't know, just drinking Karelian rum, hanging out. I don't know. I don't know. Is there something that you want to see in this trailer that's going to make your stomach like, you're like you know how your stomach gets all queasy and like drops when you see something really cool and you get the gooseys? That kind of thing. Did, did I just yeah. say the gooseys, by the way? I did. <laughs> yep. I apologize. Um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is Chewbacca and Han together. Like, you know, like the first impressions are like not like the first meeting, but like kind of after just like them two together, because that brings me back to the Chewie were home moment. But something like that to me would be really important because that's the Chewie were home moment got me like really emotional. Yeah. And I really want to get a moment like that or even with like Lando and Han together, because I'm a big fan of Donald Glover. Like I. He's one of my favorite. I love Childish Gambino. He's my favorite rapper. And just anything with Lando in the trailer, like I'm, I'm good. But uh, I don't I'm, know if there's like one thing that I'm going to see that I'm going to be like, oh my god, like get me really emotional. But eh, you never know. 
I, you know what I want to see? I want to see a young, a young Han and a young Chewie. I don't know how about a young Chewie. Looks like. <laughs> yeah. But a young Chewie walk into the Millennium Falcon for the first time, and Han looks at him and goes, Chewie, this is going to be home. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> so cheesy. I'm that kidding. I don't cool. want to see that. Cheesy. I know. Emily, what do you want to see? I don't know. I'm still, because I'm still so, like, don't know what this movie is that it's you, hard to say, like, the this one thing. Be, Emily? Not shitty. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I want it to be fun. Like, I want, like, a really fun adventure movie. Yes. I'm I'm hoping it doesn't get too cheesy. And are, you, too... are you okay with all the fan service stuff that's going to be? There's, there's going to be a ton of fan servicey stuff. Are you okay with that? I, I'm okay with it to a, to a degree. Okay. Um, but I feel like it can it can be distracting. It sort of depends how subtle they let it be. Like if they just let it be a subtle. If you are a fan, you will get this, but you won't notice there's a big wink if you you're not a huge fan. Like that stuff I'm okay with. But I don't know. I'm I just hope that Han is kind of a jackass. What? You think Han's a jackass, the character of Han Solo? You think he's Well a, yeah. I mean he is. Explain he, yourself. Like is a, he's a drug smuggler and he's not a good he murders a dude and so I think he needs to to have that in him. I don't know, but it's hard to put that in a trailer. I know, you know what? That's a great point. We're, I have a feeling, and I don't know. I know some stuff about this film that we've seen. I'll just, I'll just say that. But I don't know exactly how it's going to start and how he's going to be. But it would be interesting to see how he becomes this drug-dealing, spice-dealing, murderous Han Solo we know of in the beginning of New Hope. Mm -hmm. Like, do we, Are we going to see a progression where he goes down south? You know what I mean? Like his morality? Is he going to be just a nice imperial soldier and something's going to change him and he's going to stand up for people and then he's going to go south? I mean, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be pretty cool. Oh, I thought of one thing I do want. And okay. it is a total like cheesy like fan service thing. But if they bring back my favorite line in all of Star Wars, and they have Lando say, and How you doing, Chewbacca? <laughs> because oh, that would be cool. Fuck, I love that line. That would be cool. Yeah, see, stuff like that would be cool because mm -hmm. super crazy fans will obviously love that, and people that aren't so crazy into it will still, it'll just blow by them, and it won't be like a huge distraction, like you said. Well, hopefully, we get to see it soon. Yeah, you know? really. Let's see it's, something. It's, it's coming down to the wire here. Yeah. And it's so weird because, like, we still don't know a lot of information about this movie. Like, you know, going into, like, possibly seeing the trailer soon, I have no idea what they're going to show us. And I know, you know, we said that about, you know, like, The Last Jedi and stuff, but we kind of knew because we had a backstory for The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. Like, with this, we have no idea what's going to happen, which is exciting, but it's kind of weird. But I feel like it's something that everyone's going to start getting excited about because I know that Emily, you're not, like, you're just waiting for the trailer to get, like, mm -hmm. really hyped up for this. It's hard. It is hard. It is hard. And I think when people see the trailer and see the style of film that it's going to be, I think people are going to be very, very excited about it. And I th the hubbub? The hubbub is going to get crazy. And it's going to be just so. like three months of craziness mm -hmm. until it comes out. I cannot wait. Well, and it's, it's because of that, man, that I do think that they have the balls to just drop it during the Super Bowl without saying anything. And like Emily said, they're not trying to sell it to us. We talked about this last week, man. The way the way people consume things like this is the internet. 
they really don't care if any of the real fans see this thing during the Super Bowl. Because yeah, we're all going to go see the movie yeah, we're gonna already. Go see they don't times, care. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as we hear there was a trailer, boom, straight to YouTube to watch it 10,000 times and dissect and it. So, so they, they totally could pull it off and just do it. You're right. We have, <laughs> the we more, have two hour podcast devoted to the trailer. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. We have two hour podcast that. devoted to when it's coming. <laughs> you know? It's true. You see, yeah. see how pissed off people get in the comment sections of stuff where they're just arguing. No, stupid. It's not going to be at the Super Bowl. It's going to be the week before the Super Bowl. Blah, 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 blah. And they're like actually getting mad. It's like, oh, good Lord. We have, we're doing it. We're People doing think it. they're like masters in advertising, too. They're like, this is when they're going to do it because <laughs> this will be the best opportunity. It's like, okay. Like, I'm just sitting back and just laughing because it's like, okay, like this trailer can show whenever. It's Star Wars. I'm still going to see it and I'm going to be excited about it. I know 100% that this birthday is coming out in May and that I'm going to see it. Like, that's all I need to know. And cool, there might be a trailer soon. And that's what we should just focus on is, okay, cool. Trailer coming soon, maybe. If not, then, okay, cool. We're going to get it. Yeah. Well, uh, online, people have mastered the art of coming across as an authority over something they genuinely know nothing about then this one particular comment thread one guy comes out and i mean it's just with as much swagger as you can pick up on from somebody typing he says that if they don't have a trailer by insert date here i don't know what the movie will 100 percent be rescheduled for december release <laughs> bullshit yeah come and, on and i'm like that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard that would destroy all of the all of the product manufacturers oh yeah they would be ruined financially yeah it would never so, happen but the way the guy says it you're like oh wow he, he really knows what he's talking about he typed <laughs> yeah. it on the internet his, for god's his sake his authority in advertising is you saw half a season of mad men <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i have a degree in mad men yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i know my demographics <laughs> all right well let's move on from star wars unfortunately unless you know but anytime star wars comes back up in your heads please feel free to just star wars it out just <laughs> blurt it out but I, I do want to I do want to talk about something I read about a movie which that Steven Sodenberg is doing. It's a horror movie called Unsane. Yeah, and I know that we here are fans of horror films. Who's 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 we? Except for you, Boo. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, I'm with Boo here. I can't do those movies. Okay, so Thank so you. it's my goal now to get both oh, of you fuck. in the next scary ass movie together, and I'll... I want to videotape both of you guys for uh, it too. I want to see. Oh, I'm down Love to see you. it too. Yeah. Okay. Of course, I'll see I that. I still haven't seen the first one. Oh, oh, you got to see it. It is very good. Emily, ah. you're a fan of horror movies. Yes. Yes. E- Eric, when you do go to movies from you know once a decade, do you do you <laughs> like the the horror? Uh, he's like category? I do, man. I he's do like, like he's like I the last like one I saw was The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, Eric. I don't know why. I love that's like you're just a great guy. I just like talk to some shit. Less is so. Happy that I've. It ain't. Focus, I ain't happy, Eric. Don't tr- don't don't get that twisted. I can turn it to you again. You don't matter, man. <laughs> you know what, it's dude? Coming out of love, been... Eric. It's coming out of love. You know what it is. <laughs> I got two ex-wives. I have long hair. I play guitar, and I work at a church. Man, I get it from all directions. So <laughs> I, I can take it. Okay, bless your heart. Well, there's a movie ca- coming out called Unsane. Claire Foy is in this movie, and it's a psychological mind bender. It is filmed 100% with an iPhone, the entire film. 
I've seen the uh, I've seen the trailer to oh, this wow. movie. The trailer is getting a lot of hubbub, as yeah. we say in the industry. You can't uh, you can't really tell <laughs> that it's a. Uh, it, I, I wouldn't have noticed unless you had said that it was on an iPhone. I want I want somebody to record with an old razor. Do you remember those razors, those flip phones? Oh. <laughs> you film with a fucking razor and make a fucking feature film, then I'll go see it. Yeah. <laughs> What See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have necessarily thought. Like, I I look at that trailer. I wouldn't have necessarily thought, "Oh, this is somebody filming on their phone." But I would have thought, "Why does this look so weird?" Like, it, it looks off, and the color is strange, and there's this. And I I I don't know if I can handle that for a feature length film. Like maybe for like a you know like fifteen minute short, I can get into that. But for like what what is this movie like an hour forty five probably? Yeah, maybe longer. Like I I think it'll like really start to annoy me kind of like the cloverfield effect where people started like leaving the theater because they just couldn't deal with yeah they're gonna vomit i thought, yeah. I thought that was the blair witch no, blair witch like, started the og but, blair witch was no, like but, all but, shaky and yeah but cloverfield as well because the clover had all kinds of shit going down uh, and cloverfield had had like yeah cloverfield made me feel ill yeah that's what but a lot of people just, like, did I, they left. like i don't think this movie's gonna make me feel ill i just think it's gonna look ugly yeah well, yeah, I don't know. So the film centers around a story of, of a woman, Claire Foy, who finds herself institutionalized with delusions, or are they, of a stalker terrorizing her life. So that's what the story is about. And the trailer is getting a lot of people talking about it because it's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. A lot of shit going on. And there's some weird dude always stalking her. and Nobody's so, helping her, yeah. Yeah, it's, it kind of looks like an M. Night kind of mm -hmm. film to me. So we'll see. But I wanted to talk about that a little bit because... We're going to talk about another horror movie. My one of my favorite movies of all time, probably non-Star Wars, probably in my top five. Hmm. And that's The Shining. Yes, it's one of the greatest films ever made, with one of the greatest Absolutely. directors ever made. They're doing a sequel. What? Well, that's yes. because Doctor Sleep was written as a sequel by Stephen King. It's okay. It's very, and this is where they're going to have a hard time selling this movie. Okay, is that? People are going. People think The Shining. They think the Kubrick movie, which is very different from the book, different to the point. Stephen King. I don't know if he's come around to that one, but he like he has it. been outspokenly yeah. like like hated that movie. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's wrong about that. I I get why, as an author, you would think, well, you changed my entire movie, but I think it's better for it. But I mean, that's the iconic version of The Shining. And that becomes very difficult to sell Dr. Sleep. Yeah, I agree. Is, that, it's gonna is be this rough. the uh, first story he's actually written a sequel to? Because don't they normally just take his novelizations and then, or his novels and then make sequels on their own? And he goes, I didn't approve any of this crap. Well, if you're not counting the Dark, dark Tower powers. stuff. Okay, because the Dark Tower was in wasn't the Green Mile a serial also like a series? It, it, well, it wasn't a series. It was it was a it, it was sort of like it's this experiment of, of of how like Dickens used to do stories, which is right. it was in it was like mini yeah it was in increments, but it, mm -hmm. it, the Green Mile was still one book, right? Really, and then the Dark Tower was just a series of novels. Yeah, but I I think this is yeah I think Doctor Sleep might be the first like. Just out out sequel. Okay, and I know he didn't want to do one for it, and he said he won't do one for it because he doesn't want to go back to that well, character Pennywise because that too Pennywise terrifying. terrifies him, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. which says a lot. Yeah, and this now, 
Oh, go ahead. Am I the only, am I the only one who's read Dr. Sleep? I have not read Dr. Sleep. I have Sleep. not read that either. Okay. How do you think I that will turn it. out as a feature film? I mean, all right. And there's a problem with a lot of Stephen King books, which is I really, really liked the first like half or three quarters of it. And then Stephen King is really, really bad at ending things. And I think I think Doctor Sleep continued that pattern. Um, there was this really potentially like super awesome group of villains that ended up being pretty cheesy and dumb. Oh. And the the if I'm not mistaken, the character, the boy from The Shining, is now grown. And is that what this movie is about? It's yeah, it's about it's about Danny Torres as Tor- an adult. Um, trying to uh, like save other kids who have The Shining, I believe. Okay, gotcha. Now, do they go, do they do a lot of flashbacks and references to the original? I mean, there's definitely some. There's there's because obviously that has such an impact, right? On on who Danny is. Well, Stephen King fans are very excited because the director they've picked out is Mike Flanagan. And that is a guy who had recently has received a claim for helming Gerald's game. That's on Netflix. another Stephen yes. King story. So that's yeah. why Stephen King fans are pretty excited about it. It is, yeah. Let's see what happens. Now I need to read that book. I saw, by the way, Dark Tower. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. No? No, I saw it when I was in Thailand. And man, it was not good, no. Take a stroll through the mind of Stephen King in the Dark Tower. It's Cowboy vs. Satan in this 80s-ish coming-of-age PG-13 horror adventure sci-fi story. The real horror being that it totally cuts the balls off the Stephen King series by censoring too much. It's just a waste of talent. Damn. So was so like not good as story-wise, acting, action. Acting it was okay. I mean, you can't go wrong with you know yeah, I know. Then, I know Emily even, loves Idris. Even even Elba wasn't enough to get me to see that movie. No, you didn't see it. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> no, I saw it because it was free and it was two in the morning and I had uh, jet lag. Yeah, so okay. I, was, <laughs> I, had, I had no choice. But yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. That's rough. I, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about some Netflix uh, film and show coming out. It was crazy because I heard of this film. Uh, it's a film or show. This one's a film. This one's a show, actually. <laughs> t- what are we watching here? Come well, on. You'll, 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 is it a show? You'll understand when you watch the trailers because you you think you're watching the same freaking trailer. Yes. Okay. I, I saw the trailer for Mute oh, on Netflix. I and then about. I saw Altered Carbon. Yeah. Right? Yes. And then I went and saw the Blade Runner 2049 trailer. And then I went and watched the Blade Runner trailer. And I thought it was all the same film. It's all the same universe. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it's very much that tone. Of mm-hmm. All of them. They all look amazing, by the way. And I know Emily is very excited about one of these. Am I correct? Well, I'm ex- Yes. Yeah. Okay, please, please. And you know, that's Altered Carbon. Yes. Um, based on the book by Richard K. Morgan. Richard K. Morgan. That's right. 2002. It has a very Blade Runner look and fear and it has a minor twist to it. Have you read the book? Yes. Okay, so that's why you're very all three excited. of them. All three yeah. of them. Okay, great. Brittany, have you seen these out of all these trailers at all? No, I'm okay. awful. No, 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 don't worry about it. You don't. Did you guys see it? I've I've seen both of the trailers. Yeah, Les. Yeah, I keep 
it keeps popping up as soon as I open Netflix. So you've okay. seen the trailers. So let's talk about Altered Carbon first. So if you watch this, this one looks pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. This one looks great. And this one's going to be a live action series. You sure? Yes. Ten right. episodes. Ten episodes. There you go. And I'm sure it can get picked up for season two, season three, especially if there's three books. Yeah. So that's really cool to see. The other one, Mute, is about a bartender, and that's Alexander Sarsgaard, mm-hmm. who's amazing in Big Little Lies, by the way. Yes. Yes. And he won a SAG award for that series. He's such an asshole in that. Oh, God, I don't want to talk about it. He's the worst. He's the I worst. Hated but he's him. so good at it. Mm-hmm. He's a bartender, and he's mute. Mm-hmm. Doesn't speak, and he goes up against a gangster to find out what happened to his missing partner. And it, this talk about Blade Runner. This looks like Blade Runner, and Paul Rudd's in it, and Justin Theroux's in it. Paul Rudd's got this beautiful porn stash from the seventies. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Love it's, it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's this amazing. is the this is the one that Duncan Jones this directed. Is the, this is the Duncan Jones film. Okay. Yes. People are getting very excited about this one. If you haven't seen it, people, go and look at the trailer, especially if you love the set design and cinematography of Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. You'll love both of these, by the way. But this one seems very, very Blade Runner-ish to me. Netflix is the shit. I mean, I don't know what else to say about Netflix. We mm-hmm. talk about this all the time. I don't know how they're adding more content when I, subscriptions have to be close to being tapped out. Like, who doesn't have Netflix? You'd be surprised. You, really? You would be surprised. Like, I, I, I heard that they were going to buy Cloverfield 3, yeah, for like $30, $40 million just to, so they can stream it. But I was talking to, I think you, Boo, and yeah. why would they do that mm-hmm. when they don't need to do that? Like, who's going to go, oh, shit, Cloverfield 3 is on Netflix? I'm going to start subscribing and pay monthly fees. <laughs> right? Like, how are they making money anymore? fits last year right yeah because the their cost is very high yeah the cost with, is very high with the with their original content and then the contracts that they have to pay to the movie companies that actually own the rights their yeah. cost is very high and the amount of money that they make is still high but they have to pay a lot so but uh yeah they they are a profitable company absolutely well obviously yeah do you well, guys have any idea like what sort of margin do they operate at I mean, because yeah. we're talking about tremendous sums of money. Well, actually, Boo, but, Boo found it. I think it was I, – I think the net profit was $600 million last year. They, they spent a shit mm-hmm. ton of money, but they made about $600 million. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but they make a ton of money. They make a ton of money, but they have to spend a ton of money. That's, that's the issue with them. So my issue is <laughs> well, – yeah. We make a lot of money, but we, we spend, spend a lot of money. Lot of money. Right. <laughs> right. But, but, but what I, my, it, my – issue is how are they spending more money now meaning why are they adding all this stuff on when the le- the cap has got to be very close to who would want to pay for netflix does that, I, does that make sense what i'm trying to say yeah no no i, I get it i think they want to push the idea of we're not just something that you can watch movies that you saw in the theater we are something that has our own stuff. You know, they've really been pushing original netflix original netflix original netflix so i think they really want to almost differentiate themselves from just being, oh, this is, you know, my my uh at home red box kind of thing. Yeah. This is, oh, I can actually watch really, you know, superb uh original content on Netflix and not just watch movies that were in the theater, you know, a few months ago. That kind of thing. Okay. Well also they have to they they have to keep people subscribed. Because it's it's not like you know they're you know it's not like when you buy a TV and then you buy another TV ten years from now like you gotta 
you got to keep having new content or, or people, especially with how many different streaming services there are now. Yeah. You have to have no, a reason that. that people keep Netflix. Yeah. But would like Can a we... Cloverfield 3 really keep a shit ton of subscribers? Well, what, what if it's like uh, gym memberships? You know, people buy, get gym memberships and, it, and like, don't use them. Never go, but they're paying a monthly fee. Like and, I'm doing with HBO Go. Right. And yeah. like, <laughs> you know, a whole year has gone by and. You know, you've paid a monthly fee to a thing you don't use. Some people may, I mean, some people might use Netflix sparingly. Some people may be religiously, that's all I'm going to do is not have anything else but Netflix and just watch it. So, I mean, there's, there's, well, I don't know how you God can bless break them, that dude, down. because yeah. the content on Netflix has been amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So thank God for Netflix. Thank God for them to buying movies like this and putting stuff out like this out. You know, if we didn't have this, this stuff might not, this might go straight to streaming service. Of like uh, on demand and it'll get lost completely. Yeah, almost right. never exists. Uh, yeah, like a mute. We mm-hmm. might not have ever seen it. I'm surprised that they don't. They're not more strict about their multiple device uses. That's what I can't. Understand. No, the, the multiple um, screens. They that's what they're doing now. You know what so, I'm saying is the multiple accounts where people can sign in right. on seven different. You know, uh, let's just say my for TV, example, not yeah. like this is happening. Let's just say that my brother would like to watch something on Netflix, his TV might have my information on it. I'm not saying that's happening. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? It could. It could. It could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your standard Netflix subscription is two screens. So two devices can be logged into the account at any given time. Right. But if I'm not logged in, two other people that are not me can be logged in and watching it. Correct. Right. Okay. Uh, well, actually, a, a guy I know was telling me that he has a big problem with Netflix because his kids keep giving their user account and password to their friends. Oh, yeah. And he'll try oh, to watch no. something and can't. Exactly. You know? So yeah. they, they do enforce their limit. Yeah, they definitely do. And I think the price, that was one of the things about the price change yeah. is that you can't have, you, you only get two screens. And if you do more, then you're going to pay for more. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just myself, I have my own Netflix account, mm-hmm. and I have it on four devices within my own house. Yeah, I, I, have, my, I have it on all my devices. Yeah, I have it on my PlayStation. I have it on my TV in my actual bedroom, and then I have it on my phone as well as my tablet, and I, I pay for that. Of course, my, my roommate you know, just uh, uses the one that's on the PlayStation, but yeah, but I just myself have it on four devices. Have you ever watched all the Marvel shows on each device at the same time? I, you know, I've, I've actually thought about too bad my TV's like too far away to actually like oh. do that. But I've had like two different shows on, <laughs> on like one one on my phone, then one on the TV in the living room. Yeah. I'm laughing at you, but if there's a Star Wars live action series and there's multiple, I probably might have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, I mean, oh, you can ahead. have the you can have the login creds stored on a, a billion machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just they had when they're in use. Yeah, that's true. Because when I watch I, Netflix, it's it's late at night. Yeah, you're the only one. Yeah. Out. Not that my brother has my account. I'm just saying. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. In theory, yeah. In theory, hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically, quote unquote. <laughs> I mean, hypothetically, my parents have had my account on for like ten years now. Right. And I think I think I've had it once where I couldn't log on because probably like they were on and my little brother was on. Hypothetically. So I like, hypothetically, 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 but no, they don't fucking care. Like, yeah, yeah, they don't care. Like again, they, they, the limit they have is how many devices you can stream on at once. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Well, for me, man, I don't want anybody seeing what I've watched. That's whoa, 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 whoa. What do you watch on Netflix? Where do you find? But no, I have, I have, I have multiple, I have accounts set up on mine because I don't want like, well, first of all, because sometimes my parents are watching the same shows and are on different episodes, right, but also right, right. I don't, I don't want to get recommendations based on whatever, like my little brother's watching. Exactly. We have one for um, our niece. From booze. No, 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 I know. I'm oh, yeah, no, no, here at the house. <laughs> yeah, I know. So if she, when she comes here, mm-hmm. there's one that says uh, Skyly on it. So she can, all her shows are like, you know, Andy Mack. I just, know, all those I, I have a separate one just so people don't see how many times I've watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, <laughs> or Coed Confidential. Shh. No, no, Coed Confidential. No, no. Okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> that's that's a Cinemax streaming network. That is, yeah. Skinamax, Skinamax, Skinamax. Speaking of streaming networks, oh, what a great segue! I thought you were going somewhere. Else. No, I'm not going somewhere with Skinamax. But <laughs> speaking of streaming networks, DC is coming out with their own streaming network. Oh fuck! This is from DC.com themselves because DC does nothing but great things out there. The content's amazing, <laughs> so why not have a streaming network just to have a, a a place where you can see all of it? Warner Brothers Television and DC Entertainment announced that executive producers Akiva Goldsman, Jeff Johns, Greg Bertani, and Sarah Schneider are teaming up for the all-new live-action drama series Titans, which will yes. debut in 2018. Additionally, Warner Brothers Animation's Young Justice Outsiders, the highly anticipated third season of popular Young Justice series, is also ramping up for its first mission next year. All of these shows will be on their new streaming service, including a Superman prequel, Called Metropolis. That has nothing to do with Superman being in it. Like Gotham? Like Gotham. So, okay. The the only thing that I would want out of this is that they put all of the DC animated movies all available as well as the uh, Batman animated series and the Superman animated series. They put that, people are sold. Of course, you know, their new content is very cool. Oh, you mean the old Mark Hamill? Yeah, the yeah old, just bring everything back. Bring it just yeah. everything in, in one space. Put it all in one That's house, what it's going to yeah. be. That would be amazing. I would pay. For, they need to bring those three things in, and I would I would pay the subscription, absolutely. Wow. The subscription is $84 a month. Holy Stop that. fuck. He just said that to say <laughs> Shit. He just said that to say My it. fucking heart just, just dropped. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Your other arm and your other leg need to go to DC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. fuck. I think you're right. I think this is a good idea if they add their films and they're going to add their, their animated films because their animated films are amazing. They are. So the question is, do they start pulling stuff? Because do they pull Man of Steel? Do they pull mm-hmm. PBS? They're going to pull, pull everything. Like Disney is going to pull everything from Netflix. Yep. They're but do they pull. pull these things from HBO? That's going to be crazy. It is. Cinemax and all those things. Yes. Well, you know what? This is the way it's going, and it is what it is. I, I would definitely subscribe if the price Here's is the reasonable. Thing, though. $84. Mm-hmm. This is what I feel like when I see this is we started to get streaming sites because people were fed up with cable and paying for a bunch of channels that they don't use. Mm -hmm. But when everything is like $10 a month for this and $10 a month for that and $10 a month for that, people are going to get to the point where like five or 10 years from now, the answer is going to go back to being here's one thing that has... You know, 80 different channels on it. She's so right. That's exactly right. Because by the end of it, we're going to be paying the 130 bucks that we're already paying for cable. But it, it, what it does is it gives you 
I'm not. I'm not at. I mean, I guess I am. You can advocate. It's okay. What it does is it gives you a chance, a choice to say, okay, look, I want Netflix for this, and I want the DC for this, and if Disney does their thing, then I want that. And you're only paying thirty bucks a month. Right now, now if you want. Right now, you are now. But if other things come along and you choose, then you just say, okay, fine. I guess I'll pay for that. It just the problem is, is this: you're gonna choose that for cable. You're just stuck with that shit. You know what I mean? If you're gonna pay. For a premium package, you're going to be stuck with the other 300 channels that you've never watched. Like, I never watch. I, I literally watch like four or five channels on the cable package. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, I don't even watch any of this crap. I start from zero and go all the way to 999. And it's like... Yeah, but when, I, you, when, when you start talking about like specific studios having their own streaming stuff. Yeah, I get what that, you're saying. Like, that becomes really crazy. Yeah. But I mean, maybe they do. So maybe Warner, I mean, uh, yeah, Warner Brothers just gets all of their, the things under their umbrella and puts it there. That would make more sense. That would be maybe the better thing. And then yeah. if Disney says, okay, we're pulling everything under our umbrella and putting it on there, then maybe that would be a little bit easier to stomach because it gives you way more content and it gives you, that way you're, like I said, you're only paying 30 to $50 a month for these, for in total for subscriptions. As long as Animaniacs is on, I'm in. Yeah, it's just... It, oh, that's right. Animaniacs <laughs> is fantastic. I forgot I about that. I'm just saying. Yeah. You might and then, get, and then might get Looney Tunes. Yeah, and then uh, what was I going to say? Uh, like Harry Potter is Warner Brothers, correct? It sure is. You could have stuff like that. You can, and I will you know, pay for that. I will, if they pull all of that and put the Potterverse with the DC stuff, you just say Potterverse? I will pay for that. You just say Potterverse? <laughs> yes, the Potterverse. just wanted to make sure. You said it? That's right. Is that what it's called? Harry Potter. <laughs> I saw Fantastic Beasts and where so you find them. Fast. How is it? Potter. I was on a treadmill. Nobody cares. All right, great. <laughs> what Fantastic Beasts was freaking awesome, dude. Fuck Harry Potter. Expelliarmus. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just literally said, fuck Harry Potter is what he just I said. Want the shit out of Snap I think wand. Boo just wants people to, to send a message on Twitter. Fuck poor. You need fuck some Harry activity Potter. on Twitter. You need to yeah. be added on Twitter. Brittany Brown, are you a Harry Potter fan? Kind of. I mean, I read some of the books and I like some of the movies, so I say I'm pretty neutral on Harry Potter. All right, can you switch, change his mind on Harry Potter? If you think you can, he did it on Porks, can you change his mind on Potter? I can see what I can do. Or the Potterverse, as Les would like to call it. The Potter, the Potterverse. The Potterverse. No. I still that's need what it's called. Studios you don't need to to Harry like... Potter Land. Fuck, just you, skip that that's shit. one thing I do want to do. I want to do the Harry Potter. Emily, are you a big Perry, Perry Potter Perry Potter? 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 Harry Potter. Potter. Pepper Pipe. Are you a big Harry Potter fan? Um, I was really into the books. I I not a huge fan of the movies and fuck ever watching any of those movies that David Yates is doing because fuck Johnny Depp. Fuck Johnny Depp, that's yeah. right. Okay, you're on yeah, no, I get it. I, I did see Johnny Depp in the one I was watched. Uh, but by the way, while I'm, we're talking, all Les is doing with a pen is he's acting like it's a wand. I just want people to visualize this. <laughs> a bloody Les right now is just, is just like doing this flick thing with his pen. He's like doing some kind of Shazam or Kalazam or whatever you call it. And, and Boo's trying not to die laughing. Sorry, everyone. <sighs> so... Back to this whole streaming service thing, man. We're done. We're done. You're with gonna it. It we're moving on. No, we're moving on. Not. Right back. We're moving on. We're not. I want to listen to what Eric has to say. Okay. Yeah, this is what Strothers needs is a streaming thing at home so he can actually see shit. <laughs> That's why he's like, I love streaming Damn, services. Love this is the greatest thing Don't in the world. Do that, dude. Let her. Oh, go ahead, Eric. Please, please go ahead, sir. Please continue, Eric. No. Oh. Forget it. 
What I was going to say is you're, you're going to run into these things like if every single studio, if every single franchise, you know, wants to start pulling in and doing their own thing, they aren't going to be able to stand up in this environment. They need things like Netflix to pay them licensing fees because they can't maintain this, the audience. Because I can tell you right now, I know that like you guys are like, oh man, I would totally pay for that if they've got, you know, these, the, these particular things not a whole lot of people are going to say that just i don't want to spoil it for you but they're not and so what's going to happen is is if they can't do it at a price point where they could get that same kind of money that they're dreaming they're going to get by letting somebody else pay them licensing fees that's just how it's going to be and so you're going to end up having things like that's why netflix works for so many people because the end user gets all this content but then also these people get a chance to to get a, like a second wind out of their product because they're getting money that realistically nobody's going to pay for they've got it for sale uh you know on uh amazon direct but nobody's buying it soon as you make it available for prime and amazon starts giving you some royalties boom now you're making money you weren't making before I don't think you're ever going to be able to get to the point where you just have subscription service after subscription service. People aren't going to put up. You have the only way it works is if you're a heavy hitter powerhouse like Disney, you know, because let's be real, man. They are they're a very unique thing. Disney is a conglomerate, some might say. Yeah, well, exactly. And that's why something like that will be successful for them. You know, that's why it was such a big deal for Netflix to have the exclusive take on the Disney movies. Oh, it's huge because they're huge. But you take somebody like. Like even it, let's say it was just. Hey, Marvel Cinematic Universe, you might be able to get away with it, but probably not. And, and you know, you can't not, really. Not just Marvel. No, no. And, and so that's why. I, I, I just, man, for DC with the problems they've been having with their movies, it's like, yeah, you guys, I, I don't know, man. You might want to rethink this. Just the, saying. The one, the one good thing about this DC uh, streaming service is a, lo- a lot of these movies fall into the cracks and people don't know about the animated films that are mm-hmm. so great. Yeah. So if you do have this streaming service, the content will be out there and, and, and people can actually see things mm-hmm. that are out. Here's a question for all of you. Eric, I'm going with you first. If the Disney one comes out and there's a Star Wars live action uh, series, which it will happen, and you have all the Star Wars films and you have the Marvel films and you have the, um, all the Pixar films, would you pay $30 a month for it? Ooh. Well, obviously, because I'm a nutcase, I, the answer is yes, yes because of the, the Star Wars thing. Right. But that's, that's not everybody. No, I know, but yes, I, I would, it makes me want to puke thinking about 30 bucks a month. Not, I'm not that. saying that that's what it's going to be. I'm just saying like, would you pay $30 is $30 they the cap that price and say, yeah. you guys want it. This is what you got to pay. Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. Emily? Begrudgingly. Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Cool. You know why? Okay. Because and, 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 allegedly there are other ways of getting content on the internet. <laughs> and if you if if you price it that high, that's what you are asking. That's what you're telling people to do, basically. Like Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like th- there are prices I would pay for it. 
What would but, be the cap that you would pay for? What was the highest price you would pay for? Honestly, any streaming service, I'm not I'm not going up like above like I mean I mean I don't even like my Netflix just went up to eleven and I was annoyed. Like <laughs> beyond beyond like especially if I'm only watching one thing on it. Fifteen dollars. No, Fifteen dollars for Star Wars, and I would cancel it Im- immediately after the show was over. How about if I add Stephen King films in the Disney catalog? But but here's the thing: is I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I have a lot of the movies that I. When it comes to like movies, I, I own a lot of movies that I like. I own all the Star Wars movies. I own the Marvel movies that I like. I own the Disney movies that I like. Yeah. So it's got to be about the original content, it does, which is, yeah. I think, another reason that, that Eric's argument is right on on what streaming services are sustainable and what aren't. Yeah, you have to have good original content, live action show, animated series, and not just animated series like Rebels, animated series that's for adults, Star Wars wise. Yeah, I think you're right. I think 15 is the max that I would pay. Mm-hmm. And I would go to the other well like emily said like the other ways of getting it Brittany, how about you yeah i agree with the 15 dollars a month but i i'm a really big disney fan so mm-hmm. i would definitely get that streaming service knowing that i'm gonna have star wars and disney movies because the possibility of having all disney movies on just like one streaming service like that's perfect for me because i work at a job where you know i'm allowed to you know watch movies or do homework and that's the perfect opportunity for me to like put on like a disney movie or put on star wars or something like that's like convenient for my lifestyle that's very cool do you rock out to high school musical um no i used to okay. but not i was much just thinking in my head because that's gonna that's the kind of stuff that will be in the streaming service as well disney's yeah. gonna put that there too for the kids hmm. oh yeah that's gonna I be huge that. mm-hmm. that's gonna be huge and they're gonna take all this shit off of disney channel you watch they're gonna take all this shit off of disney channel that people love like this um what is this new one with they're all the kids of the descendants there's th- something called descendants Right, yeah. But, right, Brittany? Old, yeah, it's like the kids from like famous Disney princesses mm-hmm. and like that. Yeah. It's the, really from the big. villains, I think. They're the villains. villains. Oh, they, villains. And they all nice. look like immaculate models and dolls. All the people on the show, by the way. Not, that, really I watched, not that I watch yeah. this. I, yeah, this I had seems... to watch it, but Baby City, uh, Skyly, I had to watch it. She loves it. So I literally <laughs> sat cute. down and watched four hours of it. That oh, yeah. poison yeah. right there. Yeah, oh, it is because I was into it. And then when she left, when she left, I left it on. You cut. Oh, let's see. Color <laughs> carved your eyes out. Oh, no. I know. I we left it on. Know what happened? Yeah, I need to know what happened. You've been. Everything's okay now. You've been tainted. No, it's fine. Or you can do what Emily said and see it the other way. You can see it the other way. <laughs> yes, you can. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that, though, man. I am like so vehemently against pirating now yeah and i used to not be but it all changed when you know you you start creating content that gets consumed that way and you realize that it costs a butt ton of money to do this and that's the reason why some things are expensive and let's face it people deserve to make money off of that stuff Mm -hmm. oh my gosh they're gross ridiculous profits well that's why they started a business they took tons of risks and now they're reaping the benefits of it and so like i know the amazon fire stick that's been jailbroken and you know everybody's running cody and doing all this and that you're stealing you're stealing man and that's just that's but you crap. know what? Let it's me tell you, the guy that designed that Cody deserves to get some money too, Eric. 
Okay. <laughs> the software pirater deserves some, some funds in his pocket. <laughs> and some jail time. <laughs> just, just it's like all the drug dealers that make everybody uh, smile. Uh, the, the guy, too, just kidding. I'm just joking. I, I agree with no, you. The, the guy who invented Cody. The, Cody is just a content management system. It's a multimedia management system. People just found other incredibly terrible ways to use it. <laughs> I think true. we need to deny knowledge of all these things before we get in trouble ourselves. I don't know. Allegedly is a really good word. That's right. Allegedly. 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 All right. Let's go from one studio that we're all worried about, like DC, to one that we're not worried about. Marvel, mm. the MCU, a trailer hey. came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trailer came out for the Ant Man and the Wasp, and we're gonna play it right now, and then we're gonna talk about it right after this. I just have one question: When Cap needed help, if I'd asked you, would you have come? I guess we'll never know. But if you had, you'd have never been caught. I do some dumb things. The people I love the most, they pay the price. Thanks to you, we had to run. We're still running. Let's go. Maybe you just need someone watching your back. Like a partner. Hold on. You gave her wings and blasters. So I take it you didn't have that tech available for me. No, I did. So that was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wow. It looked pretty fucking cool. I'm pretty excited for it. I, I, you looked excited for right <laughs> now. You were watching it. You were very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Here is the crazy thing. This thing didn't have one of the major actors in it. And it still was great. Michelle Pfeiffer. We didn't see Michelle Pfeiffer once, did we? No. And she is in this film, hmm. and allegedly she's playing Janet Van Dyne. Yes. Which is the original Wasp. Yes. Okay. What'd you guys think? I'm going to go with our guests first. What'd you guys think about this trailer? Are you guys excited about this? Did you love the first one? Are you even more excited about the second one? Go ahead. Brittany, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, well, fun fact, I actually watched Ant-Man for the first time today. So Wow. Nice timing. Yeah. Good for you yeah, for I know. Like, doing research and watching things. I try. I try. But no, I mean, it was an okay movie. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but I like Ant-Man. He's a good character. And uh, the movie, it wasn't my favorite, but I'm excited for this trailer because it's like really hype. My little brother is like really into Marvel, too. And he talks about it a lot. Like he was telling me before coming on here, he's like, I can write you like a little script. So you know what you're actually talking about. <laughs> but he's no, very, I he's, mean, you're, by the way, your brother's very excited for black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's pretty he pumped. pumped up for that movie. Good for him. Yeah. He got the tickets and he was oh, really that's excited. Cool. He's the man. He is. He, he's okay. No, but <laughs> what's up, Rusty? How you doing, buddy? What there up, Rusty? Go. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Rusty. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, but yeah, the trailer looked really good. Um, I I feel bad because like I don't know the names of like anyone, so I'm like the worst Marvel fan. But that was a good trailer. The movie it was, was a good okay. trailer. It was. Yeah. It was. It was the trailer was pretty much them running away from the FBI the entire. <laughs> thing. And it didn't have yeah. any real substance of what the story is going to be about at all. But it still looked cool, mm -hmm. and the things mm -hmm. they did look cool. What'd you think, Emily? 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm okay. I'm at the point where I'm not just automatically going to go see the Marvel movies anymore. Wow. Um, Did a Marvel movie let you down? Not. It's not even any like specific movie necessarily. I'm just sort of. You're just you're, too, oversaturation. Too, yes. And so, like, there's been a few recent ones that I really loved. Um, like, I I just for the first time watched Thor Ragnarok this past weekend, and absolutely over the moon loved it. Oh, um, okay. I I liked Guardians of the Galaxy too. I didn't love it as much as I liked the first one, but I thought it was totally fun. But I don't know. I, I just like I liked Ant Man. It was fine. I, and I think this trailer is fine. What do you think? But about it's gonna Paul, have. What do you think sorry. about Paul Rudd in the first one? I'm sorry. I don't know. I I was actually just talking about this with my brother, which is I really like Paul Rudd, but I just don't. I don't know if this is the right role for him. Um, I I think it needs to have a little bit more, like energy to it. Like even though like Ant Man should be a bit of a dick and a little like sarcastic and 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 that kind of guy, but. Paul Rudd is very, I don't know what the right word is, laconic, and he does that dry, like, low-level stuff. And I love it. He's really good at it, but I I don't know if I love it in a superhero movie. Gotcha. Here's the thing. Les, you know this character inside and out, right? Somewhat, yeah. Okay, so how does, and I don't know, I know the character through the, the cartoons, the animated features. Right from the Avengers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know the character, but how is Paul Rudd's um, version of Ant-Man? Is it similar? Is Was he like a sarcastic thief? Well, the thing is, is yeah, so Hank Pym is nuts. So the original Ant-Man is just unhinged and crazy. Michael Douglas. And that's Michael Douglas. Uh, as far as the books go, yeah, Scott Lang is just, yeah, he, he stole the suit. Got asked to be the Ant Man, just carry on, and so um, I guess the thing is that Paul Rudd just is—he adds a little bit more. So just like how Ryan Reynolds brings a whole bunch, like Deadpool wasn't really wise cracky. He at the beginning, it wasn't, but on the books, at the beginning, no. He oh, was I didn't just know like, that. He was just I'm like to kill you, and that's it. Oh, okay. He's first, like a mercenary but, ninja. So because all Liefeld did was just draw him and throw him out there uh-huh. right away, and then it became. Much but other later. other other comic book writers, yes, other writers that, got that, yeah. a hold of him and turned him into that. And then what Ryan Reynolds does is enhance that. Okay. So Paul Rudd does the Paul Rudd thing, which is really cool. But I, I kind of agree with Emily. It's it's cool to see him do that in role models or our idiot brother or uh, what is that? Um, what hot American summer? Like those <laughs> right, kinds of right. things. But to I love see I love him, you, man. Yes, but to see base. him do it. It actually, for me, it is a slightly a change of pace, but I mean, in Civil War, he was great. To be honest, what really makes it cool is to see the Wasp. wasp. And yeah. that's, that's what I was going to say. That's right what now. makes it even better for me to make it really cool is to actually have Evangeline Lilly, who does personify being a badass. She is awesome. She, she puts that out there. Paul Rudd puts out like, oh, he's just a cool, funny guy. You can hang out with him. Yeah. But she looks like someone that, I think if push comes to shove, she kicks someone's ass. So. I'm okay with that. I'm and I'm only going with what she's done 
in the past, which is on Lost, and mm-hmm. even in Lord, uh, The Hobbit. I was going to say Lord of the Rings, but in The Hobbit, yeah. her being out there, you know, swords in hand, and you're just like, oh, dude. No, she's, she's absolutely such- badass. It is a great mm-hmm. role, another f- strong female role. Right. Which, yes. Which we need, absolutely. That, that's what I'm most excited about. So, yeah. So, I mean, yes, Scott Lang is wisecracky, but that's because he's got that streak in him as being a criminal. Mm-hmm. So, you never really lose that part. So, yeah, for Paul Rudd to be, okay, look, I'm trying to do... And this is supposed to be a different thing. Like, he's supposed to be balancing being a father and being... In this man. one. In this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Which I don't think they bring out a lot in a lot of these superhero things that are mm-hmm. brought out. Is these pe- You know, these heroes are supposed to have regular lives also. And being a hero affects that. So, yeah, this is going to be cool to see the different takes. But, yeah. You, is but, it going to be an Infinity War? He should they bo- be. They, bo- they both are. Yes. Yeah. They oh, should okay. be. Yeah. So. Wasp and, and Ant-Man will both be right. in Infinity War. Yeah, that's going to be great. Infinity War is going to be so amazing because you're going to see all of the superheroes, 43 of them. Yeah, on, on screen, screen at, at the same time. time. Something like that. Some crazy number. Oh, all, my God. All, all at once. I can't wait. How is it 43? I, well, because there's going to be all of the... Spider-Man. All, well, no, let's not count them all, but... I know I know Les can count them all and I know he would. So it's <laughs> not count them all. But the, what's cool is you're gonna see all of the Wakanda um Warriors Warriors also that you're gonna get introduced to. They're all gonna be in it. Like, oh, okay, yeah, and they count they do count, so yeah. that will make it up to forty. Yeah, it's gonna it's just gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. And knock on wood, I'm hoping, still hoping, and that the the, the Netflix Characters will be in there too somehow, some way, show up somewhere in New York City. It's not happen. Okay, but unless this movie is twelve hours long, yeah, that's that's a lot of characters in one movie. It is a lot of to characters. make to make it to make it actually a movie and not just a look at this guy and then look at this guy and look at this guy who you also know <laughs> yeah, and here's another true. guy. That's true, but it is going to be in two parts, so I don't think we're going to get them all together in the first no, one. You, I, I, you're, you yeah, count, I don't know how they're going to work it. So if you I'm sorry, count the main so heroes, it's okay. <laughs> we need count that negative heroes, and then the secondary characters, it can add up to forty. Because what we're trying to do is like look at the mainstream or the first tier heroes. So we're trying to go, oh, Black Panther and Doctor Strange, but the people that stand next to them in battle are heroes. Well, just just think of Guardians and how many they yeah, have exactly. next to them. So they're all heroes. Yeah. So yes, it, in essence, you can get up to that. Yeah, it can get. Wow, that's true. Damn. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Okay, Here, here's a question. I want to get our guest takes on this about female roles now. Wonder Woman is a an amazing character for females, strong females. And they went and got Gal, Gal Gadot, who was a supermodel. Also, in, in her free time, was a Israeli soldier. An actual <laughs> badass. An actual yeah. badass. I can't even talk about what she did when she was there. But some people are saying, you know what? The Wonder Woman should have been more toned up, more like thicker, stronger, especially when she's standing next to all the Amazonians. It just doesn't look right. What's your take on that? We had a long conversation today at work, but it's four guys talking about it. And, you know, what the hell do we know? You know what I mean? How does it make you guys feel when you see who they're picking to be these roles? Like Captain Marvel is um, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. And a lot of people are saying Brie Larson is way too small to be Captain Marvel. She should be this like, Voluptuous, strong, muscular girl, woman, and, and she's also tiny in stature. She's tiny in stature as yeah, well. She's a short girl. Yeah, 
And our arguments today were, well, it's not that easy to go out and pick mm-hmm. that person and make them fit that role and say, hey, do a great job and act the way you're supposed to act here. Yeah. So what, what's your guys' take? Well, maybe it maybe it's not that easy, but it's like literally your fucking job. <laughs> and one of the reasons that it's not easy is because we don't give women like that roles. So there's not the already established base from which to choose. Mm-hmm. And so the solution there is you decide, yeah, we are going to have a really hard time finding these people, but then 15 years from now, we're going to have this established base of people who look a wide variety of bodies and they're going to have a track record because we like searched for it and we put in the effort in the beginning. Yeah. You're saying the pool is not there right now. I, I said that well, the, the, at work The today. pool isn't there in known named actors. The pool is there in people who can act and are trying to be professional actors. Yeah. But they're not even giving, being even thought of. No, of course not. What do you think, Brittany? Oh, no, it's okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with Emily. Like, I definitely feel like, too, that they are just looking for, like, big names to fill these roles. Like, they go after, you know, Academy Award winners, like, you know, Brie Larson. But I feel like they're not doing a good job, like, finding, like, actual people or, like, actual, like, unknown actors. I feel like a lot of these big roles are, like, women that are have already been in this industry before and are familiar with everything. And I feel like if they, like, deep go, like, deep down under and, like, find actual like unknowns or you know actors or, or actresses that haven't done the much then like they would have like much more success in like finding people that other people don't complain about but i don't know it's hard for me to talk about this because i this is the argument though at the end of the day when you watch gail Godot, what did you think of her performance and what did you think of how she looked like as wonder woman <laughs> I I had little to no complaints of how she looked. I just feel like how she her performance overpowered like how she like I looked at her performance more of like how she looked. Like obviously she's a beautiful woman and she did fantastic, but you know, I look at her character. I look like deep down in like who she is. Like I didn't look at her compared to the other Amazonian ladies. I just looked at her. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and that's what I I kind of said was I, I didn't even think about it just because I was so enthralled in her mm-hmm. performance as Wonder Woman. Yeah. And it wasn't of her kicking out. So it was more of her um, while she came to New York at that time or London. I'm sorry, London at that time mm-hmm. and, and seeing a little baby for the first time and her look on her face and her glow yeah. of her face and how she looked and how she portrayed the role I thought was just amazing. But I could totally understand what you guys are saying. The, the mm-hmm. pool of actresses aren't even being thought of because they're a certain well, size. No, and I'm I'm going to pull up on what you just said here, which is that you didn't you didn't even notice because of her performance. But let's be honest, one of the other reasons you didn't notice is because that's what we're used to seeing. Exactly. We're right. just so used to seeing the beautiful woman who who have that physical type that it doesn't even occur to us, wait, she's supposed to be this Amazonian warrior. I I see what you're saying. So if if it was a person that was more Amazonian, that they might have had me think the same exact thing that I thought about. Right. If they were able to pull off right. the acting part. Yeah. Right. Meaning to have the physicality. Yes. And it's just tough. You're not going to, it's just really tough to have that. Like Emily said, and that's what I said at work, there's just not a pool there. 
So there isn't, you know, a, a, you know, the female actor, the actresses who, you know, are CrossFitters and, you know, they're really fit. You got to understand, too, most actresses want other roles. They may not just want to be Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel. And it's tough to have a certain body type. It's just, it's all messed up, man. It's just really, really messed up how perceptions are and, and who's in charge. It also makes makes you question who's in charge of these things. It's all men. Right. And it's <laughs> like, what do they really want? Personally, me as a comic fan and as someone who goes to the gym, I would have no issue seeing a more muscular looking woman. But I understand that there's more than just Les Gonzalez out there that want to see movies right. and yeah. want to watch these things and are going to pay good money for this stuff. So it, it's just extremely tough. People will get on it. But like I was saying, it's just people, I think people are coming from the fact that a lot of males will go into Spartan mode. So Chris Hemsworth will go into, you know, full blown. I'm only eating chicken and broccoli and lifting <laughs> all the weights in the gym so I can look this way. And it's like, you can't really ask Gal Gadot or Brie, you know. She did gain 13 pounds of muscle. She gained muscle, but you can't ask 17. her to go in there. 17, I'm sorry. You know, you can't ask her to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and retreat and just come out, just cut up and you're just, or add mass and stuff. You just can't really, it's just tough to explain. But what Emily's that. saying, there's females already out there. Yeah, but there are. And they, yeah, and they should be the ones being pulled and they should be the ones being getting, getting the calls and getting told, come in, we have something just for you. We want you to do this. It's just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's really touchy to be honest. It's a slippery slope. Well, yeah, it it is a slippery slope, but my, my interpretation of Wonder Woman from comic books and, and from cartoon shows, she is, I know that she is fit. I know that she is strong. But I've never seen her as a female bodybuilder because she is Amazonian. The Amazonian women are, they look the way they are. They're not lifting weights. They're not, they're right, not right. doing not amazing things. I'm not they saying are, she's She-Hulk, dude. No, I know no. that. No, but, but the Amazonian women are forged in the crucible of fighting, which just comes natural. Yeah, they're warriors. Uh, natural strength and stuff like that. They're not actually lifting weights. They're not doing anything like that. So when I saw Gal Gadot... The way that she was, the way that she, how she looked and how she portrayed Wonder Woman, that fit because she is super. It's, it's like Superman having a six pack and a massive chest and, and huge, uh, you know, triceps. It doesn't make sense. You know, the man can lift, you know, a moon if he wanted to and push, you know, push a planet and shit like that. How is that? How does, how is he ripped when there's nothing for him? to lift and stuff like yeah, that I so compute what he has exactly physically. so yeah so a- a- amazonian women they the ones that we saw made sense to me because they can't be huge because there's no point for no, that no no, no. That's the, that's, but boo that's the argument the argument is when she's standing there uh-huh. next to those amazing amazonians she it looks off the main character because doesn't those, look- those those amazonian women the other ones are much bigger than her yes yeah. yes that's what they're saying that's the major argument is right it doesn't look right when the amazonians themselves champion look like look amazonians like champion, but yeah. you're the superhero amazonian has mm-hmm. does not look anything like them mm-hmm. I, I the, the only time i thought that there was a difference is in uh justice league when you see the in that chamber scene where right. the where that's they, the scene they're talking where about. they close but that but see but those women are the uh, was it they, they said that they were kind of commandos of amazonian women where they are better than the best kind of they're they're like seal team six of the 
Amazonian women because they're actually protecting the uh, the mother box, right. that kind of thing. So that's why that's how I, it computed in my mind that there okay. has to be a difference. Although that Wonder Woman is the the greatest Amazonian, the ultimate, yeah, the ultimate. I don't know. Yeah, that's the only time that I felt that there was an, a a severe difference between Gal Gadot and the other women portraying uh, Amazonians. How many th- have you seen it once? Right? Or you seen, seen it twice? Twice. Okay. Twice. Yeah. <sighs> well, this is an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. We got a little serious. Well, <laughs> we went from Skin and Max to this. Well, what do you think, Eric? <laughs> there's one other. There's one other thing, man. And this is what's hard. Like you can take the artistic integrity and all of those things, but what you have to stack it up against is what are what are people going to spend money on? Because at the end of the day, that's where all these decisions really come from. So let's say they make a movie where they've got a person whose body type is more true to what it should be. Uh, you know, given the source material, are they going to be able to make a killing off of it? Because that's what it all comes down to. So is the problem really the movie studios? Or is the problem the the people who consume the product? The people who consume the product are the ones who've made this. And it's one feeds the other. But it's not until people as a whole come together and decide, you know what, here's what we want. And when you give it to us, we're going to we're going to pour all of our money into it because without that back half, the front half is never going to happen. That's just how it is. It's a business. It is a business. And here's the problem though, but we will never know if it will be successful if they don't give them a shot. Look, if the force awakens did really poorly with a man of color as one of the main actors, this is really shitty to say, I don't know if they would have went to the well again for the next one. If it tanked, they were going to put it on something. You know what I'm saying? Right. If, they, would if blame, it, they would find something to blame, yes. They would find something to blame, and he would have been the scapegoat, unfortunately. Well, no, it happens to actors all the time. Right. It happens all the time. Taylor Kitsch has a reputation of killing films. Right, but, then, but, but now I'm not just saying Taylor Kitsch because he's a shitty actor. I'm saying, I'm saying John Boyega because of his color. Exactly. And it, well, yeah, I mean, what, what if, okay, and I don't think it's going to be, like, if Black Panther were bad. Yes. It wouldn't it wouldn't be, oh, Marvel made a really bad movie. It would be, well, that's what happens when you make a black superhero movie. Right. And the executives right. are going, that's the last time we'll do that. Mm-hmm. So this yes. is how important that this film is. It's going to kill it. It's already killed it during right. pre-sales. It's going to give them a, a chance to do more of this kind of thing. Which is why it would be, I get what you're saying. So it would be kind of r- hard for them to pull the trigger on having a CrossFit champion play Captain Marvel. But if they do and it's successful, it opens the door yes. for all that pool all of a sudden becomes bigger. So it's just a, it's just a stroke of luck, maybe catching lightning in a bottle. That's rough. That's a rough thing to say that you know certain certain people need a stroke of luck in order to get their shot when they actually deserve the shot. Well, but that's, well, what, that's what Hollywood's what all about. It's literally about Damn. you going in and competing against other people and in them saying we're going to give you the shot. Mm-hmm. Carlos, you look better than all the other guys that look just like you. Mm-hmm. You should try, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what happens. You, you, they all go and they look around and they go, "Wow!" Especially for black actors, they go in there and they're for the part of Thug Number One, mm-hmm. and they look around and everybody looks like Thug Number One, and, and you go, "Damn, am I really going to beat these dudes out?" You're always Thug Number Three to me, dude. You'll never be one. Yeah, I'm light skinned, so it doesn't yeah, count. I know. Thuggish enough. Actually, that's what they would tell me. They'd be like, you're too light. You don't personify what we want. Ouch. If I was going to be seen. Yeah, that's here. what they would say. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be that. Mike Coulter, who is Luke Cage, is sitting next to me. And we're right. both going out for thug number one. They're going to take him over me. Yeah. Because I'm too light. You'd be in the, in the doctor's role is what would normally happen. Right. Yes. Yeah. Serious. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, well, so here's what enrages me is when people say, well, Star Wars, and I've, I just talked to somebody, one of my really, really good friends, said, I, I just saw the Star Wars movie. What do you really think about it? And I said, what do you mean what I really think? I loved it. And he goes, don't you think that they're just trying to shove all of this racial female stuff down our throats and just give us a Star Wars instead of trying to make it this way? If it was for Lucasfilm having the balls to put a person of color in a Stormtrooper outfit or making the lead in their new trilogy an actress, <laughs> a female. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, those, those noises is Lorena trying to get the dogs out. <laughs> she says hello. Thank you, by the way, for doing that. For them to have the balls to even put a Rose Tico. Is that her name? Rose, Rose Tico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying her, yeah. Put Rose that Tico, character yeah. into the film and put someone from Guatemala in the film. I mean, when you look at the film, it looks like you're in the United Nations building, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I love it. Or Riz Ahmed in a film. Yes. It gives <laughs> the other actors a shot to have these roles which 100% give props to Lucasfilm for that. And I don't care what people say. And, and should, They need to keep doing it. Absolutely. And it encapsulates what the real world is. It's not just a bunch of white dudes. It's not just a bunch of this one thing. and not just a bunch of the, You walk down the street, you're going to see seven different kind of people from seven different backgrounds. Depending on what street, though. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you yeah. Mean. So, so it, 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 uh, uh, it's a true personification of what we see uh, um, here, so you know it's a it's a better way to see a movie, a more realistic way to see a movie. Hundred percent agreed. Preach. There you go. Yeah, man. What Emily was saying that with her dad on that episode, mm-hmm. and, and because it's the exact truth, man. Right. There, there are people, and here's what people look like, and especially when you're in a in a universe like Star Wars, where all bets are off and the sky's the limit. And the whole argument that. Why does that have to be? Unless there's a good reason for this character to be Asian, then why isn't it somebody else? It's like that is the dumbest argument ever. I agree. The dumbest because argument it, ever. At this point, you're just talking about about people. This is this is what people look like. And when you take like remember the movie poster from Rogue One where you have all the the heroes standing there and there are all these different ethnicities. To be honest with you, and I mean, I don't like, oh, Eric, you're so enlightened. That's not what I'm trying to say. It didn't occur to me that anything about that was weird. But they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so special that we, you know, that this movie's finally got all these different ones. I'm like, that's that's normal. That should be completely normal to people. Yeah, they it should be, be weirded out by it in the slightest. But unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> that's what right. sucks. Yeah, that's what sucks. You're right. It should be just people. You shouldn't be worried. But you know what I, what I did when I looked at that poster? I look. I try to look at every little detail to see if there's an Easter egg in it. Not the, not the color <laughs> yeah. of people's skins. All right. Well, um, you know, this is a, it's a nice little conversation we just mm-hmm. had. See, we can be highbrow here. You know what I mean? <laughs> we go from the lowbrow yeah, to the Yeah, we go very lowbrow, by yeah. the way. Very, very lowbrow. <laughs> to, uh, you know, in the middle brow. There you go. It balances out. It does. Well, I think we can end it here, maybe. Mm. Well, I just want to throw out there, man. If you guys haven't listened to the Candlebite Dispatch, you have to, number one. Oh. Number two, Emily, your dad is so awesome. So, like, I figure... <laughs> Once, once I'll ask Amanda. I'm sure she'll say it's okay. So once you and I get married, your dad and I can just spend all our time talking about Star Wars and church. Man, <laughs> <gonna be> <laughs> no, awesome. no, no. Like, um, I was on, I was on the phone with him this weekend, and he, you know, for all he says he doesn't understand why anybody would want to listen to this podcast that he did, he was already talking about like, you know, like a possible sequel. Oh, <laughs> but right. he has this, he has this whole idea of, of, of 
fantasy and and sci-fi fans like using it as as almost like a substitute for religion and like mm-hmm. a substitute for faith and i and i was talking to him like okay yeah we can totally do that but what i was thinking in my head is oh you should just do a podcast with eric <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, great i'm a professional church mouse you know that's yeah. <laughs> i updated him on my I, I did that. i did Getting correct him cards. i did correct him on that so now he knows that you're you're a long-haired rocker dude <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I'm going to get business cards that say that professional church mouse. By the <laughs> way, by, by the way, Struthers, when I was on now this podcasting, Steel gave us a new title for our podcast. I don't know if you got to hear that, what it was. No, man, I haven't been able to listen oh, to it. It, yet. it was called Eric Struthers' Sith List. Oh, wow. Yeah, he proclaimed it. Oh, you'd and get I, so many more listeners. I know. Right? But yeah. then I said, but it does sound like Eric Struthers' syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it'll work, Eric. Oh. Uh. But I, I, you know, but we did prop you up. And by the way, people, yeah, cool. on Friday, well, you're not going to hear this till Sunday. By Friday, I'm going to be on the Steel Live show, call-in show, as a co-host. So that should be interesting. So you can actually listen to it after this thing comes out, because mm-hmm. it'll probably be out by then, I think, or the next day. So I, so I can call in and give you shit again, live? Please have the most in-depth questions of all time. Please. Yeah, please do not. Please. Please do not. So, I'll think of some. Thank you. Ugh. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'll have my daughter call in. <laughs> <laughs> no, have your have your son call in. We can talk about a lot of small things if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. So, people, remember, listen to Cancel by Dispatch. Emily, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at. E.F. Lind, that's at E-F-L-I-N-D, and you can find the show at Canto Bite Pod. And you can find that anywhere podcasts are enjoyed. Brittany Brown, where can they find you and the love of porgs? You can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit. Love it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and you can see abundance of pork pictures everywhere. Oh, no. And I think what, yes. and I think what Brittany Brown's going to do, I think she's going to find that picture that I made with you and then she's going to post it up again just so people can see it after this podcast to see the love of porgs <laughs> in boo's face oh yeah somebody please put that on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> oh oh don't give a fucking idea yeah, that, oh no, for fuck's sake that's no that's a great one. Oh god damn you should it wear the t-shirt carlos fuck that shit i'm gonna see that shit at celebration or something watch oh that would be great. be great oh. that would be great and you should be wearing the shirt too seriously you should do that and by the way, so people that are going to be in the New York area um, for that weekend, we, I can't wait to see you guys. Emily, I can't wait to drink and party with you and give you all those other dad jokes. I'm gonna, I was going to do another dad joke, but I'm going to save it for you so I can do it. Like, Thank you. Are you going to have like a – I'm imagining you with like a notebook and like a checklist. Oh, all right here. All right here in my head. I don't need a notebook. It's all right here. Lord help you. Yeah. He is going to sit you down. Yeah. He's going to stand in front of you. Yeah. Go, no, how about oh, no, no, no. One? We're going to be at the bar. Now, how about this one? Yeah. We're going to be at the bar. We're going to be drinking. And then it's bam. I'm just going to get it. And somebody's going to say, you know, why is it driving you nuts? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just going to like push you in Johnny's direction and you'll be distracted talking about each other's arms. And then I can escape. <laughs> Romantic. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I will. I will give you one though. Oh, you guys probably know this one. No, I'll just save it. Okay, whatever. Okay. No, no. Come on, man. Oh, you gotta do it. it now. Okay, it's another pirate joke. Oh, <sighs> oh but it's, but it's this See, one's... You want to do? Well, go. Do you even remember the joke? I do remember joke. 
Okay, how much does it cost a pirate to pierce his ears? But Emily doesn't know this one. Okay. How Brittany, much? Br- Brittany might not know. Brittany, do you know this one? No, I'm trying to think if I do, but I don't think I do. Are a buccaneer. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it, right? Yeah. It literally said God damn it. All right, on that note, guys, we will catch you next week on episode number 79 of The Sick List.